check, check, one, two. Okay, so I have the monitor off, but I'm still getting a reading on the monitor side. Check, check, one, two, one, two, check, check. You'd think I forgot how to do this. It's only been a week. Here we go, episode 21, right? Yeah, of the Chill Gill Thrill. Your host here, Gillian Seed, 83. Uh, I'm trying to quit smoking cigarettes because uh, they're come to find out those are pretty bad for you. They're very, very bad for you. I've been smoking over 15 years. Probably, be honest, the journey probably started about two decades ago. And at, at one point, I was up to two packs a day, at least two packs a day of these really nasty decade brand full flavor. Disgusting. I was, uh, I was physically dependent on opioids at the time. Once I got off those, I could feel again in my chest how bad the cigarettes were. And it was, it wasn't, it was very quickly to drop from two packs a day to one pack a day. But I'm still smoking. I'm still smoking. Now I've uh, armed myself with Zen. By the way, this isn't a sponsored show. I don't make any money. I don't get any free products. Whenever I speak of stuff that I like on this podcast, it's just because I like it or it's what I'm trying at the time, whatever. I mean, but sponsors welcome. Hit me up. Zen. Z-Y-N, they make these nicotine pat, uh, pouches, um, but they're tobacco-free. You've probably, you may, like the Camel Snooze or Skull Bandits or whatever they call them now. That's where they put the uh, the chewing tobacco, the ground-up tobacco, into like basically like a tea bag, and then you put that in your mouth. So it keeps you from swallowing the bits. But the Camel Snooze is different than the regular tobacco pouches because the snooze is like some kind of a Swedish recipe. Uh, they prepare the tobacco in a way to where you don't have to spit out your saliva. It won't, your mouth won't over salivate from it. And I've heard that's because they don't add salt or something to the Swedish tobacco. I haven't really looked much into this folks. I'm just kind of going by hearsay. Um, but uh, yeah, I got that. I got uh, a small pack of Nicorette gum. So, and I have, well, I ran out of the snooze this morning, but I haven't had a cigarette yet today. And um, I mean, I'm not proud of myself. I know I'm going to have a cigarette before the day's over. Like that's, that's going to happen. I'm probably going to have several before the day's over, but I haven't had one yet. And I'm, I'm trying to go from uh, any kind of tobacco use, like smoking it, um, or well, I mean, chewing tobacco isn't good either. I'm not trying to rot my teeth and gums out, but specifically the cigarettes, I'm trying to get from, you know, any cigarettes at all, plus nicotine gum and nicotine pouches and vaping to just, you know, vaping and nicotine pouches and then to just vaping or pouches or to, you know, just, you know, the proper wean, weaning down. Weaning down after two decades, I don't think cold turkey would, I just don't think I would, I would do it. Even if I did a day or two or a week, I think, 
it's not going to take much and I'm going to acquiesce and I'm just going to light up and I'm going to smoke a cigarette. This is just going to happen. It's a smoker thing. Anybody out there that is addicted to nicotine, uh, specifically nicotine administered through tobacco, knows what I'm talking about. It sucks. It really, really sucks. Um, completely, you know, I did this to myself. I didn't even come from a family of smokers. My mom never smoked. My dad never smoked. Uh, I have an aunt and an aunt and an uncle. So two aunts and an uncle that smoked. And I can remember being like 13, 13, 14 years old, going to their house for Christmas and they smoked in the house. And I can just remember like anytime we did holidays at their house, just dreading it and just the smell. And I remember vowing that I would never, ever, ever pick up smoking cigarettes. And then I did. And it happened anyway. Yep, it's pretty crazy how when you're younger, you can know everything about something or think you do and at least know that it's very, very bad, but you still just run right, you know, head first right into brick walls because, you know, it's a part of growing up and you just have to be rebellious, right? Now I'm seeing it play out all over again because I'm raising a teenage girl. Lovely. It's lovely. Everything about it is actually lovely, except for the outside influences. You know, some of the people she hangs out with, and, uh, you know, the internet definitely doesn't help. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a unique challenge bringing children up in 2020 teenagers especially right and then i mean you, you add the whole the school her school situation is you know it's like partial lockdown she goes thursdays and fridays to class but monday tuesdays wednesdays is you know homeschool they all have laptops uh you know this is just a i'm sure a fairly familiar story all across the united states and actually the world at large right? i mean i, I ha can't say that i've looked into how other countries are handling schooling at all. Uh, I just have a little bit of, you know, a little little info uh, from what's going on here in the U.S. and across the country. It seems that, you know, the different states are applying their different forms of control of the situation. Uh, also, wow, we've made it what, a few minutes into this, and I haven't, the, right off the bat, I wanted to bring up, it's November 6th, and we still don't officially have a uh, president of the United States lined up for for the next run. Um, I think the general consensus is uh, leaning heavily towards Biden, um, that, that's the official mainstream media's take, I think. I, you know, I can't, here's the thing. I stupidly thought that November 3rd would come, November 3rd would go, and as far as the internet's concerned, the greater internet is concerned, 
we we would finally go back to you know a bit more normal internety stuff. It's it's just that when you get into an election year, politics tend to permeate so far deep into media it reaches into nooks and crannies that don't even normally have anything to do with politics whatsoever and so i think when that happens i think it it, it stifles creativity for one i think it can stifle creativity now i mean this is perfect for content creators such as conspiracy theorists you know any kind of political podcast i mean this is like this is their time to shine this is christmas time for them right there's no end of topics to talk about concerning politics in an election year. But, I mean, that's it. It goes, you know, that's pretty much the reach of it. For for everyone else, it's, you know, I don't know. I just feel like, and, you know, I'm probably projecting a little bit because I know that that's my situation. It's stifling my creativity because... I'm getting to, you know, I'm getting older and I'm getting to where I tend to pay more attention to what's going on in, you know, not not just here closer to home, but even on the global stage. Um, because I think we are at an interesting time in history um, on, on, a, in a, on a global scale. And, uh, but see, this is, po- politics are not my thing. You know, this isn't a, anybody just hearing this for the first time. This isn't a political podcast. Uh, I don't think whatsoever. Um, but it being an election year and me being a citizen of the United States of America, I'm paying attention. And uh, since this podcast is kind of just about whatever the hell I want it to be at the time that I hit the record button, you know, it, it it's been coming up. It's been coming up a little bit here and there, but uh, that's it says. If you're here looking for good political opinions, you're you're, you're going to be disappointed because I yeah, modern politics are so information dense that I mean I just I couldn't possibly give a completely informed opinion. I and I and I. I think that goes for a lot of people, and it also goes for a lot of people who do spread their opinion, and they may have large followings, and that opinion gets spread far and wide. So, you know, there's that. I know last episode I talked a little bit about, I'm I'm fairly certain last episode I talked a little bit about the Joe Rogan-Kanye interview, and then the Alex Jones and the Tim Dillon interview. Uh, because I think I was going to do, you know, I think I was going to talk about one and then, uh, I got caught up with, uh, real life stuff, had to postpone, uh, a recording time. And so by that time, the Alex Jones, Tim Dillon episode had dropped. And so I think I covered a little bit on both of those last episodes. So yeah, uh, the reason why I'm bringing that up is because I don't know that I actually said everything I wanted to say about it. I think particularly, particularly concerning, the uh, Alex Jones episode. It was uh, overall, if you compare, if you've, if you're keeping score, if you've seen the first two Alex Jones interviews uh, compared to this newest one, there's just not a lot of good material there, and um, I'll, I'll fully explain that because I, I don't want to uh, 
this is nothing against Joe Rogan, no hate towards him. Um, as an, And as a matter of fact, I uh, completely support his decision to be so adamant about fact-checking almost everything that Alex uh, claimed. And uh, I think ultimately it did open some people's eyes to the fact that, hey, this Alex Jones dude is crazy and he's, he leans into the theatrics heavily, so he is an entertainer. And when you do blur the line between that and supposedly, you know, supposed to be also a news pundit of sorts, or at least a, you know, a political commentator, you know, that can, that can cause issues because, yeah, you know, it kind of sidesteps accountability a little bit if you're able to go out and make brash claims and then if they turn out to be untrue and there's a backlash, you, you can just step aside. But, well, it's entertainment only. It's just, which I'm guilty of that because I have covered, you know, articles that I've read from mainstream media in previous episodes. And uh, I also have this uh, podcast uh officially listed on anchor as science fiction i think it is i don't think i I won't pick comedy because i'm not funny but a lot of like comedy can be catch-all when it comes to podcasts i think some people can agree on that like it's very easy to chalk stuff up under the comedy thing but since i don't find myself funny i uh i go i go with the science fiction so then I guess if I I make some kind of if I end up in a future episode jumping the gun on some kind of you know disinfo that I wasn't aware of and I'm like unknowingly spreading disinformation then I could just pull like, hey this is science fiction this is fake I'm playing a character which I am, um, in a sense Gillian Seed eighty three that's a screen name that is um, not my birth name, um, that'd be weird if it was Gillian Seed eighty three like come from a long long lineage of Gillian Seeds. Right? The 13th to be. Don't forget the underscore. So, yeah, I was a little disappointed. Uh, and like I said, it, I was disappointed, but, you know, but not because I know why the fact checking was going on on the episode. And I, you know, I just like it when Alex goes unhinged. And I think that's the problem is, the, you know, there. You know, a good majority of people that take in podcasts, they might be more casual listeners than you or I, um, because I feel like you have to be pretty hardcore into podcasts if you're listening to like fringe, unknown podcasters like myself. But you know, yo, oh, brain fart, man. I don't know where I'm going with that one. Give me a second, people. I need to gather my thoughts. I just drank the rest of my Red Bull too. I have coffee in the other room, but if I get up and go grab the coffee, then there's going to be dead air that I would long enough that I would have to come through here and edit it. And that was like something that I pride myself on this podcast is that when I sit down and hit record, I'm just monologuing basically for 20 minutes to an hour, hitting upload, and it's a done deal. That's it. I'm not coming through here and post and cleaning up the audio for you audio files, and I don't mean to offend the people like I. I'll be on Reddit on our podcasting to get, you know, just to, because that's, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts and I don't, maybe I'm the devil for saying that. Wait, how dare you try to have a podcast and you're not even listening. You don't support other fellow small time podcasters. How dare you? Man, I just ain't got enough time right now. And so the podcasts that I want to listen to are, you know, they're, 
you know, coincidentally have huge followings. And so that's just, it is what it is. But I don't know. I don't know. I just, I like Alex Jones when he goes unhinged and he couldn't do it. And, you know, and it does kind of, you know, things are going to be different now that Joe's on Spotify. And I'm not like, oh, conspiracy theory or going, you know, like he's heavily edited or, you know, the funny stuff they were just talking about. Um, I, I was trying to catch up on. I was watching the end of the world part two, which was the uh, four hour election coverage. Uh, with Tim Dillon and Kyle Kalinske on the Joe Rogan Experience. And they were talking about, um, during the Alex Jones interview, uh, some fans are claiming that they heard a woman's voice uh, saying something to calm down, like basically saying, like, you know, the Joe Rogan Experience has a, a handler. And, you know, they heard the female's voice. And kind of, it was Joe's voice. Joe was trying to calm down Alex Jones. And it's just so ridiculous. I gotta take this nicotine pouch out. Damn it. I missed the trash can. Oh well. Um it uh it's ridiculous at, at uh some of the accusations that get made about Joe since he's signed on with Spotify. But let's be real, people. There is a lot of money at stake. Joe ultimately is a businessman. He's trying to make money. So there may be what some people, you know, would want to, could classify as self-censorship. Maybe he's not going to entertain quite as crazy ideas and strings of thought that he has in the past. But I also think that he has matured, I guess, right? The podcast itself has matured over the years. I mean, it's been going on for 10 years. And if you go, like, you know, listen to some from, like, the first 300 and then some from about halfway through the run, you know, from, like, five years ago and some of the current ones. I mean, you can see a bit of an evolution. And, yeah, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's, like, the more ears that you pick up, I guess the more mindful you have to be of what you say. And, see, I'm kind of coming from this... uh you know, I'm trying to be mindful about what I say in this podcast, you know, from the get-go. I'm not trying to make waves, and maybe that's why nobody's listening, is because I'm not leaning hard into some kind of controversial topic, because I, I, I feel like that's a good way to get shit-canned before you even have a chance. So I'm, like, continuously, like, just, you know, out of the blue, like, hey, Apple censor moderator that's listening to this episode to make sure that I'm not putting any obscenities on your platform. Thank you for listening and make sure and uh, send my links to all your friends. I need more listeners. Thank you, Apple and Spotify and Anchor. And no, really, thank you, Anchor, for making this app and making it so easy for me to podcast. By the way, if you're listening and you don't have a podcast already and you want to make one, get the Anchor app. That's A-N-C-H-O-R, Anchor. It's owned by Spotify, by the way. And now you can make, you can add any song that's off the Spotify library onto your podcast. And guess what? I haven't done it yet, and I probably won't, because it, it causes issues if you uh, are interested in ever monetizing your podcast. But I'm not going to get into the details of that, because I'm like Anchor's not paying me to say any of this. 
I guess I'm just kind of throwing it out there to, uh, you know, just kind of help spread awareness of Anchor and how it works and everything. Because I want to see it succeed, obviously, as a platform. I don't want to have to, like, all of a sudden take over my own RSS feed because I still have, you know, Anchor does all that for you. So I want to see them succeed, and I don't see how they can't since they were purchased by Spotify. So I guess their only problem would be is if Spotify decided to axe them. And the only way I would see Spotify axing Anchor is if they just decided to just, like, get rid of the Anchor name and it just be, you know, the Spotify podcast creation app, you know. But I but they might decide to stay as a, a separate entity in, in that sense because of the fact that the Anchor app doesn't just distribute to Spotify. Of course, it goes to Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or, or Google Play, whatever it's called. I think it is Google Podcasts. And then like even like Overcast, Breaker, uh, some of these other ones that you know I didn't even know what they were until I you know just jumped headfirst into podcasting and decided, hey, this is you know this is what I want to do. This is going to be my hobby. But it does like the the whole the goal of my internet presence definitely goes beyond it goes beyond a podcast and i i've i've mentioned it before like i i want the whole i want everything i want it all i want i want good uploads on youtube so eventually these podcasts like this like in the future yeah you know, i'm not recording this so i mean this one but Say this is a year from now, and this podcast episode, whatever in the hell it could possibly be by then, this would all be being video recorded right now, and preferably I'd have a guest or a sidekick or somebody to shoot the breeze with. It's kind of interesting the other day, though, um, I was hanging out with my daughter, and I was kind of telling her a little bit about my podcast and how I just got it started this year, and you know, it's nothing big, haven't had a guest on, it's kind of hard to schedule that out and to get guests and and she she said you can interview me daddy and we can talk about conspiracies and it's just like oh that was sweet i probably will do that actually at some point but uh to to actually interview someone in person is going to uh be uh harder for me to accomplish than to uh do an interview online because that'll require me, I'm going to need to do a second microphone. Like I've thought about the whole having an interview set up and two people sharing the same microphone and no way. No way in hell am I going to do that. That that would just be that it's just going to it would just be a it would be a pain in the ass. You don't want to be that close to someone. I mean, it's, I mean, look, it's 2020. Like what kind of example would that set? We got to have like 6 foot minimum distance, isn't it? It's like 6 or 8 foot proper social distancing i can't be spreading you know that kind of message uh because you know, i feel like big tech definitely would kick my ass then right they'd you know totally delist me strip me of my podcast take everything away from me please don't maybe i'm just guilty of running a shit podcast and that's what they're gonna do and that's how they'll get rid of me i mean maybe Maybe. I will say the time to have started a YouTube channel, a podcast, all of this, uh, all of that 
we would, anybody that's thinking about doing it now, we would have all been better if we would have started this stuff 10 years ago. You know, I should have done it 10 years ago. And I think I have mentioned that before that I wish that I had been doing this for the last 10 years instead of what I spent a lot of the last 10 years doing, which I've talked about in other podcasts. I will talk about in future podcasts, but here we are now. And uh, we have no way of manipulating time that I know of that, you know, that's the official narrative. Time travel is not possible. So you can only move forward in time, right? Like in Donnie Darko, it's like an imaginary worm, I guess. And you're just kind of carving out a little path your whole life through. I don't know if you've heard that before, that idea. I don't think Donnie Darko come up with it either. But if that is the case and you leave some kind of a ethereal trail of spirit energy or whatever you want to call it, some kind of a trace of your essence behind you everywhere you go. Think about that. Like, you know, where where would your your little forward time centipede go, you know? I'm sure there's a lot of stops along the way that people wouldn't want to know that, you know, that those stops were made, right? Like, if you could look at your whole timeline as a infinite slideshow, could you imagine? Yeah, oh man, you just get to those dark spots in your past, and this oh man, it's probably a good thing we don't have time manipulation, or at least us peasants don't. I don't know. Starting to wonder about the uh, the higher ups, the elite. They may, they may have figured out time travel, right? Is that that's what that's what causes the Mandela effect? Right? Wasn't it those? They said that CERN is trying to open up a portal to hell. That's not my words. No, no, no. That's not Gillian Seed 83's words. That's not what I'm saying I believe in. I'm just saying that's how crazy some of the conspiracies get from some of the conspiracy theorists. And also, I don't mean any disrespect to any of those people because. That is like one of my biggest forms of entertainment currently and has been for uh, going on a year now. I, I somehow migrated over the last three years from listening to Joe Rogan Experience to listening to some of his former guests' podcasts that they got going on and that just like kind of broke the dam and then I... The next thing I knew, I knew Sam Tripoli, and then Sam Tripoli would kind of like interview these like hardcore conspiracy theorists that aren't comedians that are like just hardcore, like deep in the paint on the conspiracy theories and like their online presence and their following is all predicated on that, you know. And uh, so that led to, you know, like the Grimerica show, the OBDM, which is one of my absolute favorites, our big dumb mouth podcast with Midnight Mike. Joe and Cretched. That is a great show. And I, I don't understand how they don't have uh, more of a following. But I mean, there again, I'm only seeing what their following looks like on YouTube because I watch their YouTube uploads, but I don't know. You know, I'm sure they get. I think how it goes is most, most uh, podcasters get more downloads and listens than they do views on their uh, YouTube if they upload. I think that's kind of how it goes most of the time. But yeah, so I, I've just been listening to a whole, whole, whole bunch of podcasts and 
you know, just kind of catching myself up on modern times since getting like getting off the opioids. And that would have been spring 2017, you know. So it's been like a really crazy last three years, you know, going through the whole getting clean and, you know, and then what you have to like completely change uh, the way you go about life after you get off a physically dependent drug. I mean, you have to change from top to bottom so many different things to if you want it, uh, like, to make it work, you know? Uh, like, it doesn't just stop at, like, cutting off the old people's places and things. It doesn't just stop it, you know, maybe going to NA meetings like Narcotics Anonymous, you know, or, you know, seeing a, a, a monthly a counselor once a month. Like, it, it, it it's... I would say it's a it's a conscious effort every day. Now I don't think at least not for me. You know, I've heard alcoholics talk about how like every day is literally a struggle. They struggle every day to not have a drink. That sounds v- terrible to be living life every day like fighting some kind of a grand temptation, some kind of a pull, some kind of an allure. That this hat, this chemical has on your very soul. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun at all. And fortunately, I've, I've, yeah, I have cravings and I have times, you know, when I, you know, it crosses my mind and I think about, you know, the old uh, places, people, and things. But so far, it hasn't felt like like a huge struggle, like the, the initial getting off of it and the initial month getting readjusted, like that was the real, real bad. That was the the shittiest time. But it, for me, it's been definitely easier the longer time goes on. And I mean, it seems exponentially easier since time goes on. So I don't know, man, but that that when I hear alcoholics sometimes go on about their cravings or explaining what it's like for them, I'm just like, man. And I I don't know what would have been worse to get over alcohol or opiates. I mean, they're both terrible. They're both very terrible, do bad things to your body. But sometimes I, I, I almost feel like alcohol would have been worse. But I don't, because see, here's the thing, alcohol seems, you know, there again, I can only speak for myself, but like alcohol seems like, it seems like it's harder to get your body and brain dependent on alcohol than it does opiates. And I think a lot, I I think that could be in a, a, most like people can agree on that, I think, you know, that's why they make these bold claims like, fentanyl is 40 times more potent than heroin or more and more addictive and stuff, which I think that is true. Fentanyl is milligram per milligram, like 20 to 40 times stronger than heroin. It's true. It's true. That's why at some point I quit with the heroin and moved on to fentanyl because I was like, well, the the heroin's not doing it for me anymore. So let's try the fentanyl. But you got to bear in mind that I was never an intravenous user, never used IVs. I didn't shoot up. I snorted my drugs. So I guess it, it was probably inevitable that 
you would reach a point where the heroin no longer did it for you. And then, you know, you go to the next thing, you go to fentanyl and then I guess if fentanyl doesn't work, then you can go to car fentanyl, which is like fentanyl for elephants. It's insane. They, they have opiates that are so powerful right now. I mean, they're, you, they are in no way intended for human consumption. I don't think there would be no purpose for them to be as strong as they are unless it's a matter of, uh, shrinking stuff down like the, I mean the dosage size I mean the pills are as small as they need to be anyway um, but I'm getting kind of getting kind of off on a tangent I mean this whole show like I, I should this be the chill guilt thrill should I call this show the tangent like I some like I wonder if that would help if I just like change the name of the show to the tangent the tangent and I was just reading in, in Reddit about, uh, you know, some podcast has hit their 200th episode or something. They've been doing it for a few years. It was a guy and his brother. And he was like, Dude, here's my 10 tips for making a successful pro- podcast and growing your audience. And, you know, one of the things they were talking about is like the editing and the sound quality and all this. And I, like, I'm just like, man, they really hammer hard on stuff like that. And then and I'm like, man, that's major strikes against me because I don't mess around. You know, I, what's post-production? What's that? Um, so no, I, you know, that, and then the other thing that they, they said that I know like was a big no, no for me is like, just because you think you're having interesting conversations with your friend for two or three hours doesn't mean that people want to listen to it. And I'm paraphrasing here, um, but they're you know they were basically like you can't have a successful podcast that's about nothing. Like you can't have, like essentially, I guess what I'm trying to do here. Like you can't have just like a shit post podcast and just do an episode willy nilly on whatever you want. It's like well, I guess. I guess I can't, right? Or I, I won't be able to with a large audience. Okay, that's cool. Because for me, and I know I've said this before, that like I'd rather put out shit than nothing. Because it, it, however you want to even look at it, like if this is just make-believe, I'm, I'm pretending right now. I'm not really making a podcast. This is all pretend. This is a big old elaborate. This app, it's a video game is what I'm playing, where I pretend that I'm a podcaster. No, really, why don't they do that, right? Like Guitar Hero. Like this this is a microphone, it's real, and it's really hooked up to this iPad, and I'm, I'm really running GarageBand, but this is pretend I'm practicing for later down the road once I feel like I've protect, per, 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 perfected my ability to orate on a microphone, then yeah, then we'll have a real podcast, but that this is for pretend. I just need to clarify that, right? <laughs> so, you know, whatever. I guess I have a shit podcast that nobody's going to listen to either. Boo-hoo, right? I, and so, like, which, by the way, that I'm not upset about what I read. I'm just like, every time I get into our podcasting, I feel like I'm not really taking away much that it like per, like makes me want to be involved with this hobby. Uh, to talk about how the actual recording, the episode itself, is so much easier, or that that's like the quickest part, and it's the the pre and the post that takes the longest. And I mean, 
I guess if you're going, like if you're making a podcast about history or, you know, stuff like that, important things, you have to do research and then have notes in front of you and, you know, maybe practice what you're going to say or have a list of talking points that you want to hit at. And I mean, I do that from time to time. I'll have like a couple words scribbled on a piece of paper and my notepad app that it's like, I, I want to remember to hit this and this and this in this episode. But other than that, I just feel like, this is kind of, it's kind of like a place for me to just like vent, but then again, not really, because I don't ever, or at least I try not to get like too much into my personal life, because then it truly is just like, okay, you have an audio journal, right? But but there is definitely a, a shift in what this is now from what it was the first few episodes, because I was definitely more scripted, I guess you'd say, like, I mean... I'm, Half the material on any given episode was just me reading word for word out of articles. And yes, I credited the people that wrote the articles when I could for whatever reason. If it's a futurism article that I'm gleaning off the Apple News app or off of Twitter, I cannot find a an author listed anywhere. So I, I don't know if that's something they do on purpose. I think I've even seen a joke once where they talk about how these articles are written by artificial intelligence. So I don't know. Maybe it's like part of the gag. I never really looked that far into it. But so I credit people, you know, whenever I, you know, read clips like that. Um, but yeah. So this isn't a real podcast. Guys, I don't know what I was thinking. These last 20 episodes, just pretend and practice. And the real podcast is coming in the future, right? That's the easy cop out. That's... That's how I just get by dropping an hour a week and not putting much effort into it. It's like, guys, I want you to listen to this, but it's bullshit. Better shit is coming your way. But, I mean, in all reality, that is the truth. Also, I mean, it's like, yeah, I'm just having fun with this for now. And whenever I figure out where it's going, I'm going to take it to that destination and then I'll lean into it and hopefully, you know, it's become something, right? I'm totally not against shutting this whole project down and jumping on somebody else's podcast, but I would definitely need, uh, I'd have to get my internet situation worked out. Like I need, I would need faster upload speeds for sure. Cause this, I'm, I'm working this is a nightmare right now. I'm working with, uh, under one Mbps. I think, I think it is. I think it's like 800 kilobytes a second or something. I might be hitting one megabyte a second up or Mbps up every once in a while, but it's uh, it's sad. Uh, last I checked uh, to get, uh, and I don't know what the stream quality is, and I think it's like to do, to do this on iPad. I think it's like I need uh, seven and a half megabytes per second upload speed for a decent quality stream on Twitch. Because uh, unless I'm looking at it wrong, because I've never tried it, but I'm fairly certain I can stream IRL right off my iPad Pro with the Twitch app using the built-in cameras and all that. Now, I don't know if I need to... I don't know if I could uh, hook up an external camera and do that and stream or what, you know. There's, there's a lot of stuff that I'm, like, trying to do all at once right now. I mean, I, I do have a, you know, I have a, I have a full-time job, but luckily the hours are, are 
pretty good most of the time. And then also uh, co-parenting uh, to raise a teenage daughter, you know, uh, because me and her mother are not together. Um, we've been, been, we haven't been together since, oh, 2009, sometimes towards the end of 2000. It's a long time, like a decade, over a decade. We get along for the most part, which is good. That's always good. And, uh, yeah, so we just kind of, we got a daughter to raise. So I have a job, I have a kid, and then I have this. And so I will admit to being guilty of when I'm not doing the parenting thing and I'm not working, I, I, I am guilty of a little just relaxing and just, you know, the podcast, a little bit of video games. I've cut way back on video games in the last, I'd say, a year or two. When I first got clean, the first year I was like, I was gaming quite a bit. And then especially into the second year I was clean, I think I was gaming quite a bit. Like I got a Nintendo Switch uh, that spring right after I got off the shit. And then the next summer I got a PlayStation 4 Pro and I, I was pretty hardcore into Fortnite. Uh, summer 2018 to summer 2019 and then even through and uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of when I first started like not playing that game quite as much. But at any rate, that that's the one that I had been playing the most. That was, overall, of the other games I was playing, I was playing Fortnite considerably more than any of the other ones. And I still do follow up on the storyline in the battle in the battle royale, like what's going on with the map and everything. And uh, but but overall, I'm I'm a bit over the game. Uh, a lot of the magic for me just kind of went away after uh, Chapter 2 started. There was a lot of cool stuff. I think the only one, uh, what kept me in Chapter 2 uh, was they did polish up a lot of a lot of the gameplay. It felt a lot more smooth. They added the swimming mechanic. They had, you know, they revamped like a whole new map. But I think after the Season X, I mean, that was just like, the, that was a good moment in time, I think, from, from the Battle Royale Inception to... Season X, the first ten seasons, the first chapter, the you know the original run, that was that I think was the most magical time in that game. I think there's been a lot more cool things that's happened since that chapter ended, but I think that was when the 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 real hardcore memories amongst the gaming community, especially the like the kids that are playing the game, what is for like younger kids. Um, they were talking about how like a lot of these shy kids are, are like they're making friends like in real life friends easier through games like Fortnite that have uh, the ability uh, for multiple people to communicate with voice voice chat all at once. So there's a little good coming from video games that you don't hear about much because everybody else wants to blame them for any problem that it's convenient to blame them for. So yeah, the Fortnite that got boring and I got more into, you know, so when I first got clean, I was more consumer. I was consuming everything, be it video games, movies, anime, and then it started turning into podcasts. And then the podcast, listen to a lot of Joe Rogan's podcasts, started getting me thinking, you know, because he's a really motivational guy, especially a lot of his older episodes, man, and then even current ones too, whatever. But there's some damn good monologues from Joe that you know, can get you really pumped up, motivated to do something, be it like exercise, you know, physical activity, 
or yeah, I don't know, like practicing stand up for I'm sure there's aspiring comedians that watch Rogan and a lot of his comedian friends. But I don't know anything about that world. So I can't relate. But uh yeah, so over time after getting clean, I kind of just kind of started going more from consumer to, hey, I want to produce content. And it just turned into what is the absolute bare minimum lowest common denominator thing I can do to try to break into entertainment. Podcast. Ding. Right. There's no and that's not now that could piss off a lot of people, right? To hear about that. Oh, you want to you want to get into content creation the easy, lazy way. Just uh, start up a podcast. I'm sure that could really flame some fans and piss some people off. But I'm just saying, from my perspective, um, from the tools I got available to me, uh, from my research, uh, from my personal experience, podcasting is the lowest common denominator, easiest way to to get into creating content. I'm not saying to to break into entertainment and become successful, but I'm saying if if your goal is to just create content, create digital content for other people to consume. Yeah, I'd say podcasts those common denominator. Got to be the easiest thing to do, right? It's got to be. I mean there's there's nothing easier. I mean streaming Twitch, I mean all you got to do is talk about something right? All you got to do is talk. And I mean, obviously talk entertaining enough that people continue to listen. But I mean, even when you look at something like streaming on Twitch, you got to play a game or even if you're stream IRL, I guess, well, okay. Streaming IRL would be comparable to podcasting, streaming IRL on Twitch. I don't even think it's called IRL anymore, but that's what, what I'm calling people that know Twitch will know what I'm talking about when I say stream IRL. That's streaming something that doesn't have to be video games. You just talk about whatever you want now. And I think Twitch has even leaned into that even more to where they're kind of... Uh, or no, I'm, I'm thinking of Discord. Discord backing off of the video game community branding and Discord wanting to become just a messenger app for all. So they're, you know... Whatever, I mean, just, I don't think they should alienate the gamers, because I feel like the gamers are what, you know, got them started, right? I wish I, I don't think I have a way to even see how long I've been recording. Let's see, it's 3.30, I want to say it was about, there's no way I've went an hour and a half, I don't think. But I am up to like 12.79 bars. Hmm. This is going to be a long one, I think. I forget exactly when I hit record, but uh man, I've been going on for for a little bit, I think. Might be might be about time to wrap this up. It just might be about time to wrap this up. I know I get without any adjustments to GarageBand, I can get an hour and 12 minute blocks recorded. Um now I can adjust tempo crank it down and it just kind of tricks the system if you will and just allows you to record longer I'm guessing up to double the length maybe but uh my goal is always 20 20 to an hour for the episodes um 
I remember I there there again months ago when I first started this endeavor, there was some something on Reddit and they were talking about like you know the hot thing right now is ten to twenty minutes, ten to twenty minutes, ten to twenty minutes. It's like okay, I mean, obviously if you can do an hour, you can do ten to twenty minutes. But then I realized it's like if you're doing ten to twenty minutes, man, you really got to condense some stuff down in there. You know, right? I feel like when you go for like an hour, it's kind of like man, this is just kind of like hangout time. I'm just gonna go off on tangents, talk about different stuff. Uh, you know, I might get started talking about stuff that people are wanting to listen to something. Then I go off on a tangent and never get back to where I, where I was. And I'm sure that probably pisses some people off. But hey, look, this show is in a constant state of evolution. And, and, and I'm trying to take that, you know, that stance with my entire life. Um, But I get, but I, you know, baby steps, right? No, no. No rock in the boat here. We're not going to check on my email. I think when it gets to the point where I'm checking my email, I think I'm about ran out of steam for the episode, and I should probably hang it up. I just, I hate having it in the back of my mind that this recording could stop at any time, and then it's like, well, am I going to upload that, or am I going to do another segment and upload that? And that, that gets annoying. So I think I've said pretty much what I wanted to say. Um... I know I went to, to to discuss the 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 politic, the whole we're in limbo and don't know who our next president is going to be. It appears as though it would be Biden. Now there's pushback from the other side. Apparently, um, there's shenanigans, according to some, in the uh, the voting in the mail-in ballots. But look, I, I'm not, I'm not, ve- I'm not vested into any of that nonsense, and I don't want to. I sure as hell don't want to lose a potential listener to politics, because I'm so specifically against, like not against man. I gotta watch what I say here. I'm not against politics, and I understand they are very important. But that's not like I'm trying to create something here that is not that. But it, whatever it becomes, probably still will be uh, covering stuff in the pop culture consciousness, if you will, or current events, if you will. And so that's about the gist of anything political I've brought up in any of my podcast episodes so far is just that's just a big chunk of what's going on right now and is what is in the back of many Americans' minds and uh, you know, frankly, we should be concerned because it's it's uh the it's our future, right? It's, it uh, decides uh, the direction that these elites who apparently care so little about us are going to steer modern society. You know, that's just a topic for a more intelligent podcast than this one. And guess what, guys? have at it speaking of intelligent people speaking about politics and going back to that or well not 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 the joe rogan alex jones but i'm about halfway through or two-thirds of the way through the uh end of the world uh part two episode you know the the election night coverage from joe rogan and i gotta say and i i don't mean you know take how you will like i am not a fan of kyle kalinsky just not a fan of his general personality on that episode. I think I may have seen 
episodes in the past with Kyle on them, and I don't ever remember feeling like, God, he comes across as so full of himself and abrasive. And I've seen many uh, comments online about thinking that he was on coke, which I, I don't know if that'd be a, that wouldn't be a surprise to me. I mean, I could definitely see cocaine being a tool used in podcasting or anything where you're supposed to talk a bunch into a microphone and camera, right? I mean, cocaine, Adderall, can we all agree those do seem to be tools of choice for news anchors far and wide? Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know any personally. You know, My favorite news anchor, though, would definitely have to be Ron Burgundy. He is a freaking legend. I just don't know how I felt about that sequel. But that's the final thoughts there, guys. Uh... We're in limbo. We don't know. We don't know who our president's going to be. Um, people can say, oh, no, we know it's going to be this one. It's going to be that one. But no, we really don't know. So I don't even want to be like, well, it's looking this or it's looking that. I mean, I will say that. I will say that, uh, you know, mainstream media looks like it's leaning Biden. But I mean, that's not me saying whether I think that's a good thing or whether I think it's a bad thing. I think there was just too much information. Uh, for me, too soon to take in uh, concerning politics to have a truly intelligently formed opinion uh, on it. And that's why I like, hey, I'm glad that I'm not running a political podcast, even though I've had that strangely. Uh, people have mentioned that before. Like I've actually had, you know, people that I know in real life be like, well, why don't you do politics? No, no. No, I absolutely do not want to do politics. I No, absolutely, that's gross. And by the way, I just don't think, as a person with ADHD, I don't think that there's, I don't think I could keep interest in politics enough to, yeah, it's just not that interesting to me. I think I just fell for a lot of election year hype. And, you know, I think the last time, there was an election, 2016. I was like full blown out, fucked up on heroin and fentanyl. So I didn't even pay no attention or give two shits. I had bigger things to worry about. I had to feed that addiction. I had to make sure I didn't run out of dope. So now being clear mind, clear of mind and, you know, being able to worry about so many other things and getting a fix, it's you know, it's all of a sudden a lot of information to take in if you are trying to keep up with an Ameri American politics at the federal level, let alone the individual states. A <sighs> lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of information that I, I'm just, you know, just can't be bothered to study up on all that. Just cannot be, cannot be. Plus, I kind of want to make a space for people to get away from the politics or, you know, the global messaging elite conspiracy illuminati cabal shenanigans whatever it's all fake right that's just crazy conspiracy theorists making up stuff gosh they're so crazy right so crazy 
that wraps it up for us, guys. Actually, I went, I think, 222 to 333. Strangely enough, I was about to hit record at three at 222, and it is now 333. So we've went over an hour. I got to go. This thing is probably going to uh, stop recording any second now. So this is Gillian Seed 83 signing off, wishing you all a good day. Stay tuned. I'm sure we'll have an American or an American president. Well, of course, I'm sure we will have a president soon. America, I was about to say, I'm sure we'll have an American president. They got to be American, right? Okay, guys. I'll see you next time.